Okay, well, today is week one of a what we think is going to be a four-part series that we're calling Leaving Well, and we're talking about leaving Mormonism, but doing it the right way, not the wrong way. So if you're out there and this is where you are, you're on your way out of Mormonism, this series is for you. If you know somebody who's on their way out of Mormonism, invite them to listen to these next four episodes. Joining me for this series, I'm really excited about this, is Bo. And Bo, we don't have your wife, Katie. She might join us in future episodes, but people can listen to your story of coming out of Mormonism in episode 13 of our podcast. Uh, so I encourage people to go back and listen to Bo's story if you haven't heard it. But Bo, before we jump into lesson one of Leaving Well, give us like the two and a half minute version of your story for people who don't know it. Yeah, no problem. And Brian, thanks for thanks for having me back. Yeah, I think um, a two and a half minute version is doable. So let's, let's get into it. Uh, so I grew up um, as a faithful Latter-day Saint uh, and... Uh, my entire goal as a youth was to serve a mission, um, and I did that, and uh, I loved it. I worked my butt off um, and and had a blast doing that. And then when I got home off my mission, uh, I decided uh, that I wanted to do that full time. So I, I ended up becoming a seminary teacher, uh, and this was around the time that I met, courted, and um, married KD, and uh, ultimately was hired by the by the church to teach seminary full time. So, uh, I guess for listeners that don't know, uh, that's you're teaching, um, high school students, uh, Mormon doctrine. Uh, so that would be four periods a day, every day, five days a week. Right. And, and students are released from school to, uh, to go to that class and then go back to back over the high school. Anyway. So I did that, um, for a number of years and then ultimately, uh, started to have questions come up when I studied um, the Gospel Topics essays. So the Gospel Topics essays were released by the church, I think, in 2013, 2014, around that time. And I studied those thinking, okay, I will teach this to my students and make sure that they're solid on doctrine. And what what actually came to be was a lot more questions and realizing that all of the things growing up I had been told was anti-Mormon literature actually was confirmed to to be factual um, and historical, and so that's that's what kind of began uh, the questions for me. Ultimately, leading me uh, for a number of years to to you know have questions come up. I continued to go to church, serve faithful in my callings, but ultimately, um, Katie and I decided to to leave the church. Um, and when we did. Uh, we, we encountered a number of emotions uh, of, you know, fear, depression, anger, confusion, regret, all of it. And, and I think, um, yeah, so the reason I wanted to, to be here today was just to, to help people understand that, you know, you're going to have emotions um, as, you, as you start to question and or leave the LDS church. That's, it's it's going to come up. But, but ultimately, and, and what I kind of want to get at here um, is if you're focused on Jesus, if you're focused on finding and, and building a relationship with God, um, you will be led and guided. And that's exactly what happened with me. So ultimately, um, focused on the Bible, focused on God's word, uh, found Christianity and, and, and found 
found Christ. And, and so for me, it has been a beautiful experience and for Katie as well. So yeah, eager to, to kind of talk through this today and uh, appreciate you having me on. Well, what, and what I appreciate about your story, and it's still a fresh story. I mean, you've really just come out of, in the last year, you've come out of the Mormon church, you and your wife, but it's, but it was what, probably seven, eight years in the making. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was eight full years in the making before we actually decided to, to leave. Yep. And I'm sure there are a lot of listeners who feel the same way. In fact, you, you might be listening to this right now, and nobody even knows you're listening to it. Nobody even knows you're questioning, and that's okay. We're not going to try to talk you into anything here. We just want to maybe prepare yourself for what it will be like someday if you make the decision to leave the Mormon Church. And so what we're going to be doing over these next four episodes, today we're going to talk about dealing with your emotions. Because I think that's sort of the, wouldn't you say, Bo, that's sort of the surface level thing that people have to get through for most people maybe for some people it's your questions and that's what we're going to handle next time so depending on how you're wired as a listener you might emotions might be the bigger thing for you maybe your theological questions we're going to cover both of those in the next couple of episodes and then in in week three of of this little mini series we're going to we're going to talk about dealing with your relationships so how to talk to your family about your exit. One of the biggest questions we get from people is, how do I break it to my family? What do I say? How do I tell them? What if my spouse isn't on board? What if my kids aren't on board? Um, we're going to cover all that stuff in week three. I'm sure that'll be explosive. And then in, in the last little episode here for this mini-series, we're going to talk about how to pick a good church. Now, maybe you're doing this series in a church or maybe you're just you found this on our podcast or at pursuegod.org and and you're you're still a little bit unaffiliated, Bo. I'm really excited about doing that topic with you because for you, by the grace of God, you just sort of um, just jumped online and you found our our home church and you came in and you happened to make a good choice and we'll tell you why in episode four. We'll tell everybody why in episode four because believe it or not, not everything. Not everything in the Mormon Church is bad or wrong. We're not saying that at all. There are a lot of things that are healthy and good. In uh, I wouldn't say a lot. There are some things that are healthy and good in the Mormon Church. So we're not going to throw all those things out. But there are so many things that are really non-negotiables that are so essential. And if if you're coming out of Mormonism, you probably have no idea. Like both for you, you seriously had no idea. You'd never been, really been to another church before. You only knew the Mormon church, so you really didn't even know where to start. And so we're going to cover all of that in week number four of, of this mini-series. But let's, let's, let's talk today, Bo, about emotions. Now, you're not a super emotional guy, <laughs> but I think you're you right. can relate to all of these emotions. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw out the, probably the top five emotions that our listeners have dealt with or will deal with or are dealing with when it comes to leaving the Mormon Church, and the first one, probably the, maybe even the biggest one, is fear. What is there to be afraid of? Why are people fearful when they think about leaving the Mormon Church? Yeah, it's it's a great. I, I think it's the number one emotion that you feel at first, right? Is is fear because I think uh, there's definitely layers to it. I think the first is, wait a second, my my worldview is in question, uh, that, that's scary. That's, that, that will cause you to be afraid of, of what comes next. Uh, wait a second. What if what I believe in is not true? I, I've been standing up and saying, I know the church is true since I was eight years old in front of the congregation, every fast and testimony meeting. 
and and now now I'm like, wait, no, it's not true. That the fear just just grips you. So so I think yeah, that the first thing is okay. <laughs> well, if if my worldview is in question, what what else is in? Is there a God? Like that, you, you just go through this spiral of okay, if if there isn't a prophet on the earth, if the Book of Mormon isn't true, then I was was I lied to? Was, was I manipulated? Who else could be mani- like it? Just you just start to spiral. So um, so yeah, fear. I think the the number one emotion and. and uh, and I would say that's the first bit of fear that you feel, but, but then you, you start to fear, okay, if I'm deciding to leave the church, now you start to fear, um, well, what's going to happen to the, the covenants that I've made. Mm-hmm. If, if you've been, uh, through the temple, right. Then you've made, um, covenants that you believed were sacred, that you believed were required for exaltation. Uh, you believe those covenants were required to seal you to your family for time and all eternity. So those, that fear of um, that, well, and I would couple it with with a feeling of loss is 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 pretty intense. So you're not only afraid of, okay, well now my worldview is up uh, for question, but but now you're afraid of, okay, if if I leave. <laughs> It's almost, wait, what if it is true, though? Because if it is true, then I'm abandoning those sacred covenants that I made, and then I'm going to be damned. So, but then the other thing is, well, wait, am I going to be able to live with my family forever? Mm. If if I leave, are they going to be hanging out in heaven and I'm not, right? Like, so there's plenty, there's plenty of fear. And then there's just the base level fear of, okay, what are my neighbors going to think? What, what's the community going to think? What's my family going to think? And, and I wouldn't even say that the family thing is a, a much bigger topic, which we're going to cover mm-hmm. here on the, in the third episode of this. But, but yeah, fear is a, it's a big emotion. It's a powerful emotion. Um, in the, the Bible talks about, right. Faith over fear. There's a reason the Bible calls out fear because mm-hmm. it is uh, a crippling emotion. So yeah, I think there's a number of things that, that cause you to be afraid, but ultimately, um, yeah, that, that would kind of be my summary there. And most people don't even get past that first emotion because that first emotion of fear honestly keeps people from ever pulling the trigger on this. Honestly, and that's why I'm so, whenever I meet people like you and, and KD and so many others that we have seen that have come out of Mormonism um, I just feel like you are so courageous because I know I know the grip that some of those some of that theology has on you like the families are forever type stuff that's a I mean to hear that your whole life you're in your mid 30s Bo so to hear that for 30 plus years and then to have the wherewithal to say I'm going to it's scary it's scary to think that that to realize that all that stuff was wrong but I'm putting all my chips in this now and I'm, I'm out. And it's, to me, courage comes to mind. And, and I know that many of our listeners are maybe still there. You're on the edge of dealing with your fear. And I would encourage you to keep, keep dealing with it. Keep, deal, keep facing it because it's worth it to face your fear because of what's on the other side. And so if you do face your fear and you you pull the trigger, you make that decision, then a lot of times the twin emotion of anxiety is depression. 
And so what can happen next for a lot of people is maybe you start experiencing some depression. Now, both for you, I don't think you probably, that maybe wouldn't be a word that you would use, but I know for, for KD, this was, this was a thing for her because some of that probably had to do with just the community now that you're cut off from, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I don't think you, you know, you always think, well, you know, we'll still be neighbors or we'll still be friends, but, but there is a sense of community or, or a loss of that community that can definitely set in and cause depression. And, and, and even just like, and, and we'll talk about this next, um, next week as we talk about, you know, dealing with your questions and your, your theological questions. But as you start to kind of unwind some of your theological beliefs about families are forever or about, you know, the temple or about, um, you know, profit on the earth or what have you, you really start to get depressed because you, you dedicated your life to this, at least for me, right? For me, I, Mm. you know, served a mission, taught seminary, like told countless people that I knew this thing was true. And so for me, definitely it, it started to feel, uh, depressing to think, wait a second, like I did all this work and was it for nothing? And, and, and yeah, for KD, it was, it was definitely relational. So losing some of those relationships or just, uh, how do I put this? A a difference in the type of relationship that you have in the community. Um, people just can't help but ask, are you okay? Or they think that, something's wrong or, or the big rumor in our community was that we were getting a divorce now because oh we chose to leave the church. So I think there's just, you know, there's things like that that can really weigh on you. Um, cause it's already hard enough. You're already going through a mental and emotional battle, a uh, spiritual battle. And so you, you add in some of the relationships and, and it gets pretty, pretty daunting and, and can for sure feel pretty depressing. Okay. So let's say that someone gets past fear. They're dealing with their depression. I boy, this is a really encouraging topic, isn't it? Bro? People, <laughs> people are saying, wait, this is supposed to encourage me to leave. We're just being honest here. We don't want you to be surprised, but these are some emotions you probably will feel if you're not already feeling them. You'll, you'll, be, you'll have anxiety. You'll have fear. You'll, have, yes. you, you'll probably have some depression. Number three, and this is a huge one, and I see this a lot in people. And I, I appreciate it. I don't actually see this in you, Bo. I don't know. Maybe you can uh, pull the curtain back a little bit and confess that you have felt this. But the third one is anger. And for, for a lot of men in particular, anger is probably their first one. They're angry. They feel lied. They feel like they've been lied to. They feel like they've been duped. Talk about yeah. your anger or people's anger. Yeah, I, I think you see it. Um, and I see it in myself for sure. It's a very natural, normal human emotion, um, to feel anger. And, uh, and I definitely felt upset. Yeah. Um, now did, you know, did, did my anger lead me to, to do something? No, but, but yeah, for sure. I think, um, I've kind of kept that anger to myself. Um, cause I am truly grateful for the way that I was raised, grateful for my parents, grateful for my family and grateful for, the foundation I had in belief in scripture in the Bible. Um, cause that's what allowed me to find or, or maybe, uh, helped me, um, find Jesus, right. Was a, a basic belief in the Bible. So, hmm. but yeah, yeah. So let, let's talk about anger for a second. So I think you see it and, it, and it's interesting because that anger 
starts to fester. And if, if you don't take care of that anger, um, or, or have an outlet for that anger, it, it only builds. And I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who, uh, have left the church that are, that are so angry. They, they want to just tear it all to pieces. They don't want anything to do with God. They don't want anything to do with, uh, the Bible. They, they're so angry that they were duped. They, they just, they can't imagine being duped again type of a thing. Right. And, and again, uh, this is not me saying that the Mormon church is trying to dupe everybody. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I just, people feel angry. They feel hurt. They feel upset when they find out that what they were taught or that what they believed when they study things, they, they realize, Oh my gosh, this was not the case. And, and yeah, so, so I think that what I would encourage people to do here is, and, and we're going to go through, you know, some emotions that, that, that you'll feel. It's very natural to feel these emotions, but it's also important to, to realize how to deal with these emotions. Um, because if you're not careful, that anger can, can set in and you can become a, a grumpy old man real quick. <laughs> and, uh, and never um, search for truth or seek for truth because of how hurt or damaged or angry you are. Um, it's also, I just don't think it's very healthy to just try and tear down um, someone else's faith uh, instead of just building your own and building up your own. So anyway, um, definitely you're going to feel angry. If, 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 you're, if you've decided to leave the, the Mormon church, you're going to feel angry for what you uh, were told to believe in or what you were asked to, to do or say, and anger is a very natural emotion and it's okay to feel angry. Uh, but I would just say like, do, do something positive out of that anger so that you take care of it rather than let it fester. Yeah. Don't display it on Facebook. Uh, you know, that's what I, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's one of the things we always tell people who, who come out, look, I get it. It's almost like the stages of grief. You're going through the stages of grief right now, but don't do something you'll regret. Um, uh, everything, everything in its due time, you know, as your pro. So if, if, if our listeners are really feeling that I really challenge you, um, to try to be Christ-like even in your response. And there is such a thing as righteous anger, but you probably don't have it. I mean, let me just be honest with people. <laughs> Most people that I see that take to Facebook and just start tearing, just like name calling and all that kind of stuff. It's not re- I mean, it might be even true. Some of the stuff that they're saying is truthful, but you can be true. You can be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think that's with such anger, a good, yeah, it's easy to do. That's, yeah, that's such a good point. I think um, it's interesting because it almost turns into this self-fulfilling prophecy for people because they're afraid of what people will think of them or they're, they're mm-hmm. an- they have anxiety about you know what people will think as they leave, and then their anger leads them to just explode online and ruin some of their relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to point the finger at those people saying, hi, I knew that you wouldn't, you know, ag- agree with me leaving, or I knew that you'd, and it's like, well, did you kind of cause that a little bit? So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And we'll talk about a lot of that stuff in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks when we, when we talk about relationships and family and how to handle all that. And again, I commend you both for how you've handled it. I think it's been really good and, and I want our listeners to hear it as well. Okay. So we've got fear, depression, anger. The fourth one, we only have five here, okay? We're not going to go over every emotion, but the fourth <laughs> one is, it's kind of like a double. It's, a, it's guilt slash regret. And, you know, I, I hear this most from parents, Bo, who just today I was talking to a mom who feels this way. She said, I feel guilt that I raised my kids in this that I now realize is wrong. And either your kids are now stuck in it, they're still in it, or um, your kids 
sniffed it out before you did, and they don't have any faith now. And now here you are coming to faith, and you feel, I think there's, that's a natural thing to feel guilty about that as a parent. And I know for you, Bo, your story, I mean, really a big part of your story is the, a trigger for you is when your daughter wanted to get baptized in the Mormon church, and you had, you know, you'd already been dealing quietly, you and your wife had been dealing with your questions, but it, you never really came out with the questions. You went ahead, tell me, Miss, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is how I remember your story, is you guys went ahead and got her baptized, and that was, it. then you and your wife were like, we can't go through, we can't raise our kids in yeah. this church, right? Yeah, that, that was, that was the, the, the final event, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it was a week later that we left the church, because I, um, I'd baptized her, uh, and that was when I knew fully we, we, yeah, we can't, we can't raise our kids in something that we don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, especially something that, uh, I, I, I think, I think there's, there could be a better way and I know that there's a better way and I think the Bible teaches a better way. So, so that was it. When I baptized my daughter, that was, that was it. That that's when I realized. And, and so talking about guilt, right? I mean, it was instant, I would say instant regret, um, when I baptized her, because hmm. I just, I realized, no, this, this is not what we should be doing in this family. Um, but I guess speaking more broadly about guilt, I, I think everybody feels guilt to some extent for, you know, I mean, I look, I, I went up on fast and testimony meetings saying, I know the church is true. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there's some guilt there. I, I, I taught seminary students, hundreds and hundreds, thousands probably of seminary students. Um, and there's a bit of guilt there, right? Uh, there's a bit of guilt for people that I taught and baptized on my mission, mm. telling them this is the truth when, um, and, and so I think that, you know, the guilt will come, whether it was you teaching your children. Um, for me, that was the final straw, uh, when we baptized our daughter, but um, but I think it can come in a variety of ways or, and I would say this for me, uh, the guilt also came when I realized the church wasn't true. I was like, I, I was just, I felt so much guilt for how many people I had judged mm. for not believing in it. That, that was another, that was a whole, that's a whole different road we could go down. But the guilt I felt for judging all those Christians um, we're judging mm-hmm. all those people that, uh, that didn't believe in Mormonism when I preached it to them. Um, that's, that's the other side of it too. I just, uh, talked with someone today at church who said, I want to, I want to buy the t-shirt that says, I'm sorry for all the things I said when I was Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Does oh that about how you feel? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so many judgmental oh, yeah. things that were just, you know, no, your heart wasn't necessarily wrong, but you were definitely misinformed. Yes, absolutely. Yes, misinformed and obviously encouraged not to judge others. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be clear, the Mormon Church does not teach you to judge others. But I think culturally, it's unfortunate, but but culturally, it definitely uh, leads you that way. Um whether someone's mowing their lawn on a Sunday or what have you, you just, for some reason, judge those people. So, uh, so I definitely feel guilty for that. So I, yeah, I should probably get that, uh, 
get that t-shirt and wear it every day. <laughs> okay, so we have fear, depression, anger, guilt slash regret, and one more. We get because we got to end this list somewhere so we can start talking about some positive stuff here. But <laughs> Let's do it. The fifth one is confusion, and I think that's an emotion that could maybe lead the list because it isn't it isn't it just confusing? Just to <laughs> so think confusing. about what you were raised in, and now you're every it's like every week you're learning more and more it's like that's what we call the podcast unveiling mormonism maybe even people just listening to this podcast are like i didn't even realize that's what i that's what my church believed right a lot of people don't even know some of the stuff we've been sharing on this podcast yeah you don't know how the how it evolved how it started who joseph smith was uh the polygamy thing you don't know about like there's just so many things and and it is so confusing as you start to unravel it because um, the church you were raised in is so, so here's, here's, I'll start here. Um, you're so confused because you're like, no, I, I believe in Jesus. I I do believe in Jesus, Uh, but, but what you come to realize is, um, because, because you're thinking, no, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that, you know, through faith we're, we're saved, but it, in actuality, what you realize is you are in a works-based religion that requires you to do, say, etc., several things in order to actually earn your salvation. Um, when when you're thinking, no, 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 it's it's Jesus, it's His gift, it's the atonement. But what you realize and what what causes so much confusion is the the difference between. Um, again, we'll we'll get into the theological side. I'm, I I always jump there, Brian. Next week, next week for sure, we're gonna. If you if you're sitting here saying today, that is me, man. I I am so confused. I still feel wh- wherever you are on the journey, however far along you are. You know, again, some people are listening and they they haven't even made the decision to leave yet. Look, if you're confused, tune in next week because we're gonna really we're gonna deal with your questions. We're gonna just kind of do a shotgun style like. I don't know how many we're going to come up with, Bo, but you're going to really help with this because you're, yeah. you know it. You understand what some of the questions people have about eternal family, about salvation, what you just started talking about, salvation, how a person is saved, forgiveness, grace, Jesus, who Jesus is. Who, is, he, is he just my older brother? Eternal progression. Um, oh, there's so much, yeah. And it, families and, and forever, so, everything. Yes, right? Yes, and, and and that's what causes all the confusion. Yeah, because exactly. you, you just it just starts to unravel, and then you're you're left with like, well, what is is there anything true that I can rely on? You're just mm-hmm. left just reeling. So that's that's part of the confusion. I think the other part of the confusion is like, well, what, what is my identity then? Mm-hmm. Like how how do we move forward beyond this? Um, because it's so much of of who you are. It's so much of what mm. your family makeup is, is right. Is made of, um, especially if you were raised in it, it, it truly is your identity. And so, um, so yeah, it, the, the confusion is, it, it's, is serious, but, um, it's absolutely worth it. And, and I think, you know, for, for listeners out there who are thinking, you know, I, I'm leaving the Mormon church. I really don't know what to do. You know, you're maybe you're relating to one of these emotions that we've been talking through. I would just encourage you. Well, one, I would just tell you that is so normal to mm. feel those things. 
And I would just encourage you to press forward because as you do, you're going to find on the other side of, of fear is just immense peace and comfort that you feel um, when you're through some of the emotional baggage that that's um, that you're going through. So, and maybe Brian, this would be a good time to kind of talk about, um, you know, on the flip side, because this this was a bit of a downer. You're right. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, going if through. Anyone's, if, is anyone even still listening? They're like, this yeah, is the right. most depressing podcast episode <laughs> I've ever listened to in my life. We've talked about fear and, and depression and yeah, right. uh, and anger and all these things. Okay, so I'm with you, Bo. Let's 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 talk about what people can exchange all of these negative emotions for because we don't want pe- you know i think they can hear it in your voice there's like a freedom in your voice there's a spring in your step you don't sound afraid you don't sound depressed you don't sound angry yeah. and you haven't even really been gone that long so you've been able to sort of overcome so let's let's give the yang for every yin we just listed here and and so like you just said fear versus peace you can trade in your fear for peace and i want to read this verse here and then, Bo, I want to let you just talk about it from your perspective. Philippians 4, Paul writes this. He says, don't worry about anything. There's your fear verse. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for what he's done. We did a whole series on this at Pursue God. If you want to, It's called Anxious for Nothing. It's really good. But here's what he says, verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And again, there's so we, we don't have time to unpack everything here, but basically what it's saying is there's a there's a heart element to your fear, and peace is what solves that, but there's also an, a mind element to your fear. And God gives you peace at both levels. He gives you peace because even some people listening are saying, I'm I'm not even sure what I'm feeling. I, you know, I, I'm still trying to process how I feel. But the point of this verse is. Um, Paul is just saying, like, if you go to God with your stuff, it's like, I don't even know how to make sense of all this. He is going to exchange your fear for peace, peace that guards your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's perfect. Um, and it's absolutely the truth. That, that, that's what comes, right? When, when you make it through the fear, uh, peace, peace is what comes. And it's peace from, from, the, from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It, it's peace from God. And, uh, and that is worth going through it. Um, the, the, the opposite of depression is, is the joy that you're going to feel. Uh, the joy that, that you'll feel is, is one, you feel liberated a bit, right? Not to go, you're not free to sin. <laughs> you don't go on a sinning spree, but you, mm. you're, you're free to, um, experience, I think that the fullness of what God wants for us here and, um, really un unbridled Christianity, if that's mm. a way to say it. That's probably the wrong way to say it, but to experience Jesus and and and, and to find him. And I think um, you know, as as we were talking about anger, uh that that really can consume someone. Um but the on the other end of it, you you just feel a love. You feel a love for God, for God's people, for what God's doing in you the work he's doing in you in your life um and it just causes you to love others it's it's a beautiful thing and um and it it really leads you to just feel free right to um 
to feel free in your walk with God. So that that's what provides um, clarity to the confusion. It's if if you're able to lean in and listen to the listen to the Holy Spirit, follow Him. Follow what God's doing in your life. It, it, that's what's going to provide the clarity for you. So um, for those listening, you know, you, you are going to go through emotions. You're going to go through a gauntlet of emotions. But on the other side, um, as long as you don't quit on Jesus, right, as long as you you, you fix your eyes on him, uh, you're going you're gonna to feel peace, joy, love, freedom, and clarity. And it a sense of purpose that you, you haven't had. Yeah. And again, I can speak from having a front row seat to your story and KD. It really is amazing and really encouraging to me as well, because I've seen a lot of, in my 20 plus years in Utah, I've seen a lot of people come out of Mormonism without these things. They held on to fear and depression and anger and guilt and confusion. Um, they didn't, push through to peace and joy and love and freedom and clarity. But I love to see you and I'm seeing more so so many people like you and KD who have experienced this in spite of everything you've been through. You've experienced this. You're not letting bitterness take root in your hearts. You're just like embracing the good because there's still negative. There's still things you guys are working through with relationships and neighborhood and family and whatever but you're embracing the good, and I love that. And that's what we want for. That's why we wanted to start this series speaking to people thinking about leaving or leaving Mormonism. Again, it sounds like on a down, on a down note. It's not a down note to say, look, you're going to deal with some of these things, but it's worth it. It's worth it to press on. And I, I want to end, um, Bo, maybe you can read this first. I want to end with Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, verses one through three, and it's so encouraging. And it was, it's right after chapter eleven because that's how numbers work. But chapter eleven is the is the, what we call the faith hall of fame. So it lists out, it defines faith for us, and then it, which is basically faith is is uh, believe, trusting in God even though you can't see Him, and, and that's what faith is. And it really does take faith to move from one institutional religion, Mormonism, to biblical Christianity, it really takes a lot of faith. That's kind of one of the main things I see in you guys is, or you wouldn't have taken the risk, is you really believe it's the Holy Spirit has really opened your eyes to uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about next week in terms of your questions about the Bible and Jesus and grace and Trinity and families and all that stuff. But the Faith Hall of Fame chapter, chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, after he lists out like Abraham and all the just this this all these people from the Old Testament who demonstrated uncommon faith in the Old Testament, and then in chapter twelve, the author opens up by talking about fixing your eyes on Jesus. And Bo, that's the thread I've heard you say it so many times in the last few months, and that's the thread I want to make sure that we pull through every lesson in this series. If you're listening to us out there and you are leaving Mormonism, fix your eyes on Jesus fix your eyes and stay focused on Jesus, uh, not on the Mormon church, not on even the church you found. Fix your eyes on Jesus um, because he's the author and perfecter of your faith. And that's what this verse says. And Bo, I thought maybe you could read it and then um, and then just give us one last little pep talk for people who yeah. are trying to leave well. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Yeah, so Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, 
Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the, the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarded its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. And I love, I, lo- I love this verse. Um, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I love it. Um, and I think it's important to remember that Christ Jesus is our God and King, and He, uh, He's the one that perfects our faith. And if we if we focus on Jesus, um, we're gonna be we're gonna find Him. He, he calls all to follow Him, and that's what's so beautiful about God's plan, right? Um, God's plan is all about us, which is so humbling. A bunch of nobodies that don't deserve it, right? A bunch of sinners. Um, and yet his plan is for us to fix our eyes on Jesus and and find him. And and as we do that, to uh to have salvation. It's just so beautiful. And and so um as for, for me, uh the only way that I could have made it through uh leaving the Mormon church and finding uh, Jesus was was fixing my eyes on him and, and focusing on him and studying his word in the in, in the Bible and um, f- focusing on my relationship with God uh, KD did the same right she she was so focused on finding truth um, and obviously there were plenty of people along the way to help so I, the other thing I would say is don't don't do it alone right fix your eyes on Jesus and know that there are other people out there that have done the same thing that, uh, that can have insight that can help, uh, walk with you. Um, but yeah, as we go throughout this series, uh, there's going to be plenty of, uh, things that we'll cover like, you know, various questions, plenty of doctrinal, uh, issues to talk through. Um, I think the family topic is, is, is probably the hardest. Uh, I'll never forget telling my parents, um, it's one of the hardest things I've done in my life, but again, um, following Jesus and finding him is life's goal. And that's the most important thing. And I just would encourage listeners, uh, to stay on that path. Right. Um, Brian, you said it best. It's, um, it's not about the Mormon church. It's, it's not even about the church maybe that you're going to, or that you found, or that you think you found it's, it's about Jesus and, and finding him. Well said, Bo. I'm excited for the next few topics. So if you're out there listening to this, you can find all this online at pursuegod.org forward slash Mormonism. The series is called Leaving Well. And if you're a Mormon who's leaving the Mormon church, leave well. Make sure to tune in next time. We're going to keep talking about it.